We turn to the KRDO Newsline. We are joined by National Correspondent Aaron Rayel. And Aaron, and for our listeners out there, I mean, I moved to Colorado, and I remember when I-25 through Colorado Springs was just four lanes, two lanes in each direction. The traffic jams back there were legendary. It's gotten somewhat better since they expanded the highway. But uh, tell us where the worst areas in the nation are for drivers. Yes, it, I mean, it's kind of not surprising. It's the regular offenders. New York, uh, absolutely terrible. And rounding out the top, uh, Chicago, Miami. I'm shocked Miami wasn't first. That's some of the worst driving I've ever seen. Austin, <laughs> Texas, Los Angeles, California, Boston, Massachusetts, San Antonio, Houston, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Georgia. They are just miserable places to drive. You do not want to be driving any of them. And it was very surprising to me that you had three Texas cities in the top 10 given that texas is such a a car dependent place there's not as much public transportation but what they did uh, this this was a report done by circuit it's an app-based company it focused on route planning and says that a rush hour drive that would typically take about 30 minutes in the city would take an additional 10 minutes in heavy traffic due to congestion and and the one thing about new york all of the metrics that it used congestion level, number of traffic jams, length of traffic jams. It, it tied with Philadelphia for having the worst driving speeds. And, and, and frankly, it also had distracting, distracted driver fatalities. So I think that the big takeaway is if you're visiting New York, do not drive into the city, take public transportation. But Chicago drivers, they also spend the most time stuck in traffic. They lost 104 hours. And then the most bearable of the top 10 cities traffic-wise was Atlanta. But you'll be happy to hear that neither Colorado Springs, Denver, no big city in in Colorado um, made the list. So congratulations. Woo, something to celebrate. Did did you mention any California cities or West Coast cities? I did. Yes, Uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles is on there, number five. Number five. um, And I, again, these numbers, I I know that they were using a, a methodical metric, but uh, oh, wait, and excuse me, I take that back. Denver has 13th place. I, oh, I apologize. Denver okay. made 13th. Um, yeah, yeah I, I just double-checked my listings. But I was surprised about California. I thought that would be much higher, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm kind of shocked. That, and San that Francisco Bay higher. Area not even making that top 10. I, I'm surprised no, by that. No, no, San Diego is in 25, mm-hmm. um, and San Francisco not making the top 10 uh, either, which is also surprising. But San Diego certainly got there. Sacramento was number 21. Um, so, so there's they're on the list. It's just further down. And maybe you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe they count. There are some public transportation options there. Denver has some public transportation options, which you would think would cut down on the negative traffic impacts that uh, Denver has. Uh, you know, they have the uh, RTD train, and so that uh, you know you would think would take away from that. Maybe that's why they're uh, down at 13 instead of higher. I don't know. All right, you're also focusing on another story today and we do want to bring this up because it's it's been in the news so much but we're talking about these plant-based alternatives that people have turned to including myself I'm raising my hand here because uh, you know the, and I'm talking about you know the alternative um, burgers they're not really burgers they're plant-based burgers and uh, sometimes people just substitute them all the time so tell us what's happening here so, yes, this is an interesting one. If you'll remember uh, plant-based Beyond Meat, that came out of the gate like gangbusters. You know, they had these faux burgers, sausage. Every, they were just showing up on menus throughout the U.S. at Subway, Carl's Jr., Starbucks. It went public in 2019. Shares 
skyrocketed and investors really were betting on a meatless movement having a lot of steam, but it seems to have lost its sizzle. The stock has slumped nearly 83% this past year's sales, which the company had expected to rise as much as 33% this year. They're now likely to show only very minor growth. And the company says that it's laying off 200 people, 19% of its workforce, and four top executives have departed in recent months. So this is a big deal. It's really coming down. And, and the question is whether the slowdown is based on you know the food and inflation that's really hitting food products, or if consumers are just trading these pricier plant-based meats for less expensive animal alternatives. But also, it begs the question, you know, maybe we've reached the maximum number of consumers willing to try or repeatedly purchase faux burgers and sausages. So th- that's another big question that people are looking at uh, in terms of like the broader scope of what's happening here. All right. Well, I've tried a bunch of them. I have my favorites. I'm not going to tell anyone which. I don't want to be accused of, uh, you know, uh, being an a-, a walking advertisement for that. But uh, it, it definitely has some attraction. And uh, for people who do want to incorporate less meat and more plant-based uh, nutrients into their diet. Hey, thank you, Erin Rial, for joining us this morning. Have a great day.